0: Hello, beautiful people. This is www.flashblackradio.com. This is Shit You Might Have Missed on Flash Black Radio, and we are The Usual Suspects. I am da Vinci Parks, a.k.a. Lee Bennett III. And dialing in today, we have the lovely, the incomparable, uh, the always ready to get up and atom. That be either of us. Yeah. I don't
1: know. I just wanted to know
0: whoever was <laughs> going to fill in. I just didn't know who was going to be excited. to so like, yeah, that's me right there.
1: T. Rich and
2: J. Savage.
0: <laughs> indeed, Both indeed.
2: I was waiting for him to distinguish at that point. nay, right, I know. I, was, I, I thought it'd be just uh, funny,
0: just to lead like the dead air, like who's gonna jump in and just say "fuck it, it's me." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I Guess another one. one. Uh, and also, we have on the line uh, from House Heather, uh, dialing in the one and only Slim Targaryen.
3: No, nothing about House Heather, but S. Double's on the phone.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so again, oh, I was just saying we are the usual suspects. Today is February 4th, 2018. Uh, The groundhog has seen his shadow. Uh, Perhaps it was the shadow of the Nunez memo. He said, fuck this, I'm going back inside. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But there's a lot that we can unpack today. Of course, I definitely want to talk a little bit about the Nunez memo because I just think it's uh, um, very relevant to talk about. Um, I'm pretty sure there's some other things that go about, but, you know, as we tend to do, uh, I like it when T. Rich sets the table. So, T. Rich?
1: Uh, Okay, so this week in Problematic Ass People, uh, we're going to get to the Nunez memo. But Wendy Williams, Mm. who is a fan of sticking her size men's 17 foot in her mouth. Uh, went on that show that people still seem to think she needs to have <laughs> for whatever fuck ass reason. And basically said the Me Too movement was some trash and also didn't understand why. What was it like? Don't pay any attention to R. Kelly. What was the R. Kelly movement that came up? Mute R. Kelly. She's like, eh, it's too late. People just love R. Kelly. I'm not interested in it. There was nothing wrong when he married Aaliyah. She was 15. She agreed to it. So did her parents. That 13-year-old that he peed on, she was cool with it. People are okay with, you know, these young girls are okay with staying with him. So we should just leave R. Kelly alone.
0: How many people applauded Aaliyah's to
1: that? Aaliyah's parents
2: weren't actually okay with her getting married. They went and smashed her ass up with the quick ones as soon as they found out. Because he did that in secret. Um...
1: I, I just, <laughs> hold it down. Uh, I don't know how many people applauded to it. I was not watching it. Because okay.
0: Cause a lot of times when she does that little soapbox things or whatever, she does her, was it like hot takes or hot some hot something? But when she does that, you know, it's one of her opportunities for her to get up and just say something that's supposed to be, you know. Outside the box, perhaps controversial, and then like a lot of the women sit so there and like clap, like yeah, you know, it's a whole like yeah, and, like rally around Wendy type thing. So I'm curious because that, that's very that's uh that's not a healthy stance to take. I don't think <laughs> just just from my just hearing what you just said, it just it, it it doesn't sound like that's the stance that anybody should make, let let alone a woman. Uh, I mean,
1: but, Wendy Williams is often problematic.
0: This I will agree, and I'm not a fan of Wendy Williams at all. So.
1: women are the number one promoters of patriarchy she said i'm sick of this me too movement i love that people are speaking up for the first time and coming out and everything but now it's got i look at all men like you're me too all of them all of them which is not fair so she sounds just as dumb as men who are like oh my god i can't talk to women anymore because sexual harassment no you can't randomly pull your dick out or grab my ass or grab my vagina or like be a general perv but or talk to me about
2: your dick if I'm not receptive to it.
1: But, I mean, they're not the same thing, so. No. So I guess I should just call this Wendy Williams being Wendy Williams. Uh-huh.
0: Slim. Uh... Uh, I think
3: I'm happy to see uh, we're, we're currently in a time that uh, women are feeling more empowered to speak out. And it seems to be a, actually um, the movement may continue going forward and not uh, get stamped out like these things usually um, suffer the consequences of. of so hopefully it keeps going. Um, everybody can do something to help. So I just try to do my part by uh, trying to make sure uh, women who are around me feel like uh, they're not being threatened or offended by, by um, about their ability. And I'm certain that I don't always succeed at that, but um, the effort is always there on my part. Um, something I believe in. So... Um Wendy Williams, I just, I don't I'm not agree <laughs> with or attention. Um but the the Me Too movement seems legitimate. Time's up seems legitimate. Um I agree with it and hopefully, you know, it'll keep going and it won't just wither like so many causes uh do.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> I think it's um I guess to To add on to that, just a little bit from what everybody else was saying was, I think the importance of trying to keep the movement uh, relevant and and visible and uh, on point, uh, people have to be mindful of making sure that nobody hijacks the narrative and tries to take it to places that it was not designed or intended to go. Uh, I think um, a lot of times the way to quiet a rebellion or an uprising is to basically co-opt it and then add other... Uh, initiatives and goals that weren't initially part of it into the mix and kind of water it down, so to speak, or to uh, misdirect it. So <clears throat> it's my hope that people stay on task and, and, and uh, stay focused with it uh, and, and make things happen. I really like the times I move, not that I don't like the Me Too movement, but I like the fact that they're actually putting money behind um, an initiative to make sure that justice <laughs> is, is uh, realized and not just in a public setting. But, but you know, for people who are going through the everyday struggle, so I, I really think that's dope. So yeah,
1: and I mean, R. Kelly's been problematic for most of my lifetime.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's very true. <laughs> so
1: for for her to just be like, "Oh no, you know, this is ten years too late" or whatever. I mean, it should have happened a long time ago. But we're in a different space with um, like addressing inappropriate behavior towards women and. I mean, there's always been issues with, like, addressing these inappropriate behaviors towards black women. And so for her to just minimize it in very typical, Wendy, why you talk in Williams fashion. Not surprising, but disappointing still.
0: Yeah. I would agree. Oh, so I just wanted to to just take a moment, because this is the first podcast of of February, uh, to... Wish each and every one of the people on this uh, on this line and of course the the wonderful listeners that continue to support and, and share the Flash Black Radio Movement, uh, happy African American history month, as so named by President Trump.
1: Thank you, but no, a
2: proclamation. Thank you. So yeah.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: yeah. I have mixed feelings about Black History
1: Month. I have mixed feelings about the term African American.
2: Um, I don't even acknowledge that term as something that applies to me. Every now and then I say it like in academic settings in mixed company because like I feel like I don't know I wanna make the white people more comfortable. But um I'm black and when I talk about American black people, you black. And unless you can show me um another country on your passport,
1: you black. I tend to just go with black American. I don't go yeah. with African American well to me what is african-american
2: are people who are actually like africans like 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 who who were born in africa right in america and i don't yes. think that that applies to me because of somebody who actually has african friends and those african people like that label doesn't apply to me and i feel like hyphenated americans are people who immigrated here by choice and the reality is um native indigenous people and black people they were already here. We got shipped like cargo and were treated as property. And the reality is we're black. You know what I'm saying? We mm-hmm. lost all of our ethnicities and all of our, you know, individual, like African culturedness, all of that was was lost. You know what I'm saying? What we have is blackness, and whether people like to acknowledge or not, our common shared experience and the thing that made us black is slavery. So, you know. We could talk about former slaves. We could talk about the descendants of slaves. You know, I'm good with that. You know what I'm saying? But um, I'm not African-American. And when people ask me, oh, what are you? I tell them I'm a product of slavery. And leave it at
1: that. But thanks for your offer, please. (laughs) And and I
2: I I have mixed feelings about Black history because I feel like it's actually just a branch of American history that we like to ignore. And so, like, I feel like some type of way about how everybody or all these mainstream institutions or PWI institutions really want to be, for those who don't know, predominantly white institutions. I I feel some type of way about, you know, in February, everybody want to get black. You know what I'm saying? We don't get to have, you know, cornbread and collard greens on the menu in February just because, and then forget about it for the eleven other 11 months of the year. Like, I'm not good with that. So I feel some type of way about Black History Month. Um, As a black person... I'm glad that there is a place for um, us to discuss black history as an American. I feel like that's part of the problem with racism.
0: Um, I think you address both sides of the coin. I definitely think it's a, a necessary mechanism to at least make sure that the conversation is being had. But I do agree that it needs to be uh, instituted across the board because it is history, it's a part of this country and it's a threat of this country. And and the crazy thing is you have all these other months that, you know, quite honestly, if you want to be honest about it, it's it's just like, that's also us. Like if you have American music history month, um, American music month or whatever, well, that's us. (laughs) Because we are the progenitors of all the major forms of music that have come out of this country. Uh, so, you know, I, I think, I think, um, I think what you said is is very true but at the same time I would not want to like you know create a conversation that then undoes you know what is Oh in no, place. I
2: don't want to I don't want to undo it. I just want to infuse the other 11 months, you I know agree. what I'm saying with the black month of February.
0: And I I think I think honestly that is that is something that from an educational perspective people on on the K through 12 um um, arena or in the eight, in the K through twelve arena need to more proactively uh, address and take on. Um, that's not something that is going to be handled anytime I don't think soon by anybody from a you know federal perspective. So I think. Okay. <laughs> having, if you look at it on on a K through twelve and say okay, and honestly, I, I've I've actually heard people in in, in different arenas basically saying uh, what they have done is they've addressed the people on their PTA board to say hey, I have my child that goes to the school, and all this time you have them learning this, that, and the third, but they have no understanding of what this, that, and the third is, and why is that? Why is it that they can't learn about this, and how is it that this not important to all the students in this in this uh, school, and they've taking steps to basically get stuff implemented. So um it, it could be done uh through PTA boards. Um it could be done through uh uh lobbying your your local uh city and county government officials and state officials. Or through homework journals. Say that one more time.
1: Or through homework journals. Yep. Yeah. The only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace. <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's why we are forced to raise children that say shit like that. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, you know, like, your textbook is thin, man.
0: All right, so... I only wanted to
2: hear you're not telling
1: lies.
0: Can you you do me a favor, uh, Takia, Can you just give a quick recap of that? Because we we talked about this last week. Um, There were a couple technical difficulties (laughs) last week with regard to recording. And, um, yeah, so that last week's episode just wasn't... It wasn't up to the standard that I would like to to release a podcast. But... uh, (laughs) The young man's name was King. He's what, like nine years old?
1: King Johnson.
0: King Johnson, um, that is sure. a funny-ass name. <laughs> I didn't even think about that before, but I'm King Johnson, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that can work in other arenas, but go ahead, proceed.
1: It's awesome. Um, so, yeah, in celebration of what your president called African American History Month, uh, today was not a good learning day, blah, blah, blah. It's important to note here, King literally wrote the three blahs. That's not something I added. That's something King added, this national treasure. I only wanted to hear you not talking. You said something wrong and I can't listen when I hear lies. My mom said that the only Christopher we acknowledge is Wallace because Columbus did not find our country. The Indians did. I like to have Columbus Day off, but I want you to not teach me lies. That is all. My question for the day is, how can white people teach Black history? And his teacher wrote back, "King, I am very disappointed in your journal entry today." And he responded by saying, "Okay, I love this child. I want to raise my child the way."
0: It's no Can't less funny. A week later, it's, no, still, it's still as it's funny. Always
1: funny. Yeah, yeah. Every time I read it, it's hilarious. Like it's going to be funny. You got to read now yeah yes <laughs> you're like oh man you remember king johnson it was like i only wanted to hear you that talk the only christopher we acknowledge
2: is wallace like that's gonna be a line yeah, in that's my in somebody's
0: heart. hip-hop song yeah you know yeah
2: when somebody gives me the care of some children like you know it's columbus day well the only christopher only we, acknowledge we acknowledge is wallace fuck like moving um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I adore him. um
0: i just i just wanted to throw this out there um And reading on on WhiteHouse.gov, there's an article that says, For far too long, African Americans bravely fought and died in the name of freedom, while at the same time struggling to attain equality, respect, and the full privileges of citizenship, the president wrote. Because of their love of country, these heroes insisted on serving and defending America despite racial prejudice, unequal treatment, diminished opportunities and segregation now first of all
2: coming uh, home and getting lynched in your uniform yeah there's
0: that too but i i just want to i just want to say like you know like you could have just not put the part the president wrote because at no point in time have i ever heard donald trump use half of those words and and there's a lot of video on him especially well they didn't say
2: which president (laughs) <laughs> they didn't say. Which so, I mean, technically, that's a lie because we know Barack Obama had to have said something. You know what I'm
0: saying? Yeah, no, nah, yeah, I, yeah. It's, 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 it's I just, I just thought that was entertaining that they made it. They made it. Yeah, and that is true. They did not say which president, but yeah.
2: And the Trumps have proven that you know they like to borrow from the Obamas. So. That, is,
0: that is very true. That is very true. So, um,
1: especially Melania. Uh,
0: yeah, that is true. So, I mean, I just wanted to throw out there. So, for those listening, Happy African American History Month. Uh, may it bring you all the joy that uh, I don't know. I don't have anything else to say beyond that. It's a joke that was going to start funny and just didn't work out. Well,
1: didn't work out since in your head?
0: No. Nope.
2: Since we're in the president's corner of problematic people, because I feel like it's always somebody from the president's cabinet in the corner. Um, always. Omarosa. that's oh, she that Big Hi. Brother? Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I feel like that, that's problematic, ain't it? Like, like that, is that problematic? Is, 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 is that a sign of our problematic culture? Is that a sign no, that's of her, a sign
0: a who she is person? as a person? That's just or who is, she is as a person.
2: No, no. When I say our culture, I just mean Western culture. I mean like this, this, this reality infused culture that we got going on over here. I mean, cause she left season two, you know, she, she, she got kicked out right before, you know what I'm saying? The season one finale. Of what? This presidency. Oh, <laughs> okay, I didn't,
0: okay, okay, okay. So you had to be clear. I was yeah. like,
2: she was on Big Brother before. Yeah, okay. yeah,
0: yeah. The transition, yeah, the transition, <laughs> up, yeah, the transition got up, me.
2: Sir. Keep up, sir. Right, right. So, so I'm not so the only one got who
0: kicked, got lost on that one.
2: You <laughs> got, got kicked off a of Trump president season she, one. She didn't make it on Survivor season and,
1: one. And
2: and 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 instead of you know what I'm saying, having some self respect and waiting three years for a reunion show, you know what I'm saying. This girl finds herself on Big Brother, like, and of all the shows that you could end up on, like. People leave Big Brother and go to marriage boot camp. Like it is, mm-hmm. it is where celebrities are born and 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 thrive. Like like it's not even a place where legit celebrities go. Like it's where fake celebrities are born, and that's where she is.
0: I mean, but that's what I mean. Honestly, what she did was she, she created the the certified problematic villainous like you know but like they had males uh, or men and like stuff like Survivor um who were like known for being villains and conniving and all that stuff whatever and she became the archetype for for women to be that person you know that you can be just like a villain and she took that and she wrote that from you know The Apprentice and she went over to like you know, a couple of VH1 reality TV shows where she did the same thing like The Surreal Life and a couple other uh, programs or whatever, where that was her brand basically, where she just that's what she did. So, I mean, at the end of the day, nobody wants to hire her. She has, she's she's a woman without a country because, I mean, you know, as you often like to say, she won't be invited to the cookout anytime soon. So it's like, you know we, we understand she's black. Drop
1: off to the cookout.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we understand that she's black or whatever. And it's like, you know, you know, but she got to serve her time in the corner, as you say. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like she's. What else is she gonna do? She got to get a check. <laughs> what else is she gonna do? So she's gonna take the first thing that comes at her, and then she's going to then further damage whatever. I mean, she doesn't have credibility, but I don't. I don't think this will do, be a service to her, other than perhaps maybe landing her an opportunity to be somewhere else and do the same thing. But I don't know if I would want to. You know, after coming out of a White House position, that's how you should represent yourself but we know
1: I don't know about. coming out of this White House though right I, I, I just I like so I saw it this White House I saw it and I was like oh that's interesting but I wasn't like oh my god but you were working in the White House and now you're on Big Brother was just like oh <laughs> Man, well,
0: let me also correct myself. She wasn't actually physically in the White House. She was across the street. uh She wasn't actually, you know, in the White House. I
1: wouldn't even be surprised if after this is over, Donald and Melania end up on marriage boot camp. I'd just be like,
0: oh yeah, now nah, Melania wants some part of that in the moment. No, she gets a second no, throw for the door.
2: No, no, you know what? They 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 have too much money for marriage boot camp. When you at Melania's level. What happens is your husband's manager, agent, whatever, gets you a slot on the real housewives of whatever city he's hoping you settle your ass down in because you about to get divorced. So she's about to get resettled somewhere, you know what I'm saying? Maybe she'll end up, you know, in Orange County. Maybe she'll end up, you know what I'm saying, in Palm Beach or somewhere. Maybe they'll, maybe they'll start a franchise just for her. Maybe she'll carry the real housewives of Palm Beach. But wherever she goes, it'll be a housewife. You know, yeah. they—they're not going on marriage boot camp. She, not she, at she, all.
1: she, she, she. I could see her with Beverly Hills, but I couldn't.
2: I'm pretty sure that her expiration date has been up. I'm pretty sure this whole running for president thing really put like a serious glitch in her plans. Cause I'm pretty sure that she was about to be out. Cause she don't even act like she care to like him. And I'm not talking about whether or not she interested in being a first lady at all. I'm talking about, she don't seem to be
1: interested in him Mm -mm. and does not seem to care who sees that she's not interested.
2: Right. Right, right. I mean, like, we'll fake put together for this card where we don't have to actually touch each other, but, like, I'm not.
1: Yeah, she looks like she tried to give a
0: couple of good college tries, like, in inauguration or whatever, and he gave him a little little scowl over his shoulder or whatever, and she's like, okay, I remember I don't like you. Uh, yeah, so, it's just, I don't know, I I don't know, she seems, like, she seems like she's, like, she wants to send out, like, Morse code message that I'm being held against my will, like, somebody please rescue me, but...
2: No, no like, she's not being held against her will. You know what I'm saying? I it's know just that. I'm just saying it just time. seems
0: like she's definitely th- wants out. Yeah, that's all I'm yeah. saying. But uh, well, I only
2: say that because you know they always talk about how she a hostage. You no, know, she's there voluntarily. She just you know like just like just like the job you have because you need a check. You know I don't
0: what know. I'm if She's there voluntarily. I think it's one of those things where it's like okay. Because when you get in in a a relationship like that, because it's political and because of the uh, heightened scrutiny of such a position as president of the United States, I do think that there are a lot of people who are handlers and managers and uh, optics people who are going to say that the way this will look if you do X, Y, and Z could do this, that, and the third. So we're going to ask that you not do this, that, and the third until.
2: I don't even think she need to be told all that. I think she can do her own mental calculus. I mean, like... Do, Some do people need shameless? to be told. <laughs> do you watch Shameless? Of course. Because, see, in my mind, she's just like a version of Svetlana. No. She don't actually need to be told anything. You know what I'm saying? No. She's She knows what she's doing.
0: No, nah, Svetlana's a different type of gangster. Boy, that's You'll just my so opinion. Huh?
2: What makes her different?
0: Well, first of all, Svetlana's a a prostitute. Like, 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 let's not.
1: <laughs> and Melania <body> is not <laughs> waiting for
0: and, you. And, talk. And, on, and on top, and on top of that, like Svetlana, actually, if you look at her character, Svetlana might be just borderline genius. Actually, I don't give Melania Trump any of that. Uh, Svetlana is like a prostitute by circumstance, and
2: somehow or another, she has managed to minimally engage sexually. I'm sure that I man and remain in good graces like you know what I'm saying like that no no like like the only difference between her and Svelana is Svetlana got stuck with the alibi I
0: don't know if she got (laughs) stuck with it she she took that uh that doubt then that that speaks to her 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 gulliness she took it underneath the nose. And then when I they mean, knew that she, she took it, they tried to get it back. She, she still was she like, nah, it. you can't have she it.
2: Took it. because it was the hand she was dealt. But when she had the opportunity to get a rich man, that was ultimately what she was
1: going for. That was, that was her dream. That's what she came here for.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, let's not talk about Sean. I mean, but, a spoiler for those Yeah.
1: But <laughs> a reporter asked her if she would have married him if he wasn't rich, to which she answered, if I weren't beautiful, do you think he'd be with me?
2: Right. <laughs> I mean, like... So,
1: she, like, put it all out there, like, look, he wants this pretty face and this body. I want these coins. Leave us alone.
2: Right. Like, I... I, I,
0: I, yeah, I mean, again, I, I, I just... I don't I know. I think
2: pret- pretending like that is not a transactional arrangement. You know what I'm saying? Just even from how it presents itself, I just feel like, on the one hand, we are not there with them. We don't know how they really feel about each other, about how they present themselves. It, it I mean... On what level does it not appear transactional?
0: Mm-hmm. I see what you're doing. Okay. All right. Well, uh, my my biggest thing, I think um, probably.
2: And and I'm not judging. I'm no, just saying. I don't that, think like, anybody's
0: judging. I don't think anybody cares really. <laughs> so I'm just, you know, yeah, that's not really like, like Melania Trump at this at this stage over what's happened over this week. She don't even register for all the craziness. I mean, going
2: she on she week. She's the trophy. You know what I'm saying? Who, you know what I'm saying? Wanted a rich man.
0: Okay, um, I would like to uh, to transition to the the Nunez memo and why it's such a problem.
2: Because it's a lie.
0: Well, not just that, not just that. <laughs> <Right. laughs> <laughs> what? What? See,
1: I was agreeing with Christy. Oh, okay.
0: know, I mean, I I don't think is I don't think that's the, the only reason. Uh, there there are a lot of like factors that obviously like um, go into this whole process of them getting the Nunez file out and um, um, the Democratic opposition to it or whatever lays it out pretty well, Adam Schiff um, wrote an op-ed in the Washington Post, um, basically uh, going against everything that was basically alleged in the memo because the memo wasn't based on anything factual. um, It's very much Suspected that the White House actually drafted the memo. Donald Trump said he was he wanted to release the memo, having not seen it, and even if he had access to it, Donald Trump probably would not read it. Um, it's basically um, the White House looks like the White House uh, staffers and of uh, uh, Nunez's people, uh, his staff and Nunez, basically collaborating to come up with this memo, and they voted along report Republican party lines to get this thing released, to basically. Call the FBI into question. Now, the the troublesome troublesome thing for me is um, being black and understanding a little bit about this country's history and understanding the J, J. Edgar Hoover uh, FBI. I ain't no no uh, real terms. Really, want to sit here and pretend like the FBI has been uh, had his hands clean of any like shenanigans and, and nonsense. Um, over its uh, tenure, there are a lot of things of prohibition, the civil rights era, obviously the Black Panther Party, so forth and so on. Um, a lot of shady things that the FBI has been a part of and it's documented and, you know, you can access that at your at your uh, leisure. But what I want to say is crazy is the biggest reason why this memo is out is because they know that Mueller's close to like lighting their asses on fire. And the, the best thing you can do right now is to try to sway public opinion before the facts start to come out. Because there's nothing fact based with regard to the memo. But if you can call the FBI's character and their intent into question, maybe the court of public opinion might be able to help you in some way. Now in the legal proceedings, you know, when you start getting into like, you know, litigation, there are people who are gonna go to jail. You're not gonna get around that. Um, you know, when you start having people who have been wired and, and surveilled by the intelligence agencies of this country even prior to when uh, Trump came into office or even prior to when he started running um, and you know, these same people, some of them have been in the white house with wires on them. Uh, there, there's obviously something there. So, um, I just think that the the way this whole memo thing was done, the fact that Nunez is still there is a problem that he's still like running this ship <laughs> in terms of the intelligence committee is a problem. Um, uh, it the, it it just says a lot basically you're you're basically allowing um the 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 continuing destruction of the institution or the perceived institution of what this country is supposed to be like again we're we're black we're on the other side of things or whatever so we've seen how the FBI and the CIA with the crack and all that stuff can work against our our well-being and our you know our collective interest in terms of like betterment and all that stuff but like the veneer has been for a long time that like, you know, these, these institutions, and they have done a lot of good. I'm not gonna say like they haven't, but to basically release a memo that could also, you know, result in the potential deaths of people who have been working, hopefully to protect this country and its interests, no matter what their race is or ethnicity or gender or whatever, go down the line on that um, to allow basically those sources and those, those means of collecting information to be revealed just so you can say uh, I'm the victim of something when you know you've been lying is so self-serving. And honestly, it's tantamount to treason in my opinion. So I think at the end of the day, there's so many things to unpack with the memo that it's just, it's it's actually disgusting that the memo even got out. Not that I, you know, there was nothing really in it. And that's the crazy part about it. There was no, like, there was nothing in it, but there was enough in it for it to be a problem.
1: I like glanced at it. I didn't read the whole thing. it's just like, I read some uh, like op eds on it. I, that's a lot. I glanced through some op eds of it. I'm just like, eh. It was so, worse. Was than- some trash. All right. What, I have Go ahead. I'm sorry. I haven't even done all of
2: that because once they started talking about there's going to be a, a Democratic response memo, I was like, oh, so this is some propaganda trash. What comes out of the Democratic response memo will be probably on some levels equally propaganda-ish. At the end of the day, I'm going to say what I've been saying about this, which is I don't want to hear nothing about anything about Bob Mueller until Bob Mueller gives us his final report. And, you know, he starts talking. When Bob Bueller starts talking to the press, then we can listen. Until that time, like, everything is just a whole bunch of speculation. All we can know is who's pleading and, you know what I'm saying, who's not.
0: No, but that, that's my entire point of why I was talking about the memo. The fact that they're trying no. to basically release um, release um no, no, this memo to no, damage anything no, Mueller's no, done.
2: I, I got you. I wasn't done. So, <laughs> um... I was listening to David Frum on Larry Wilmore, uh, Black on the Air, because I I haven't read anything. But David Frum was talking about that like the whole point of this memo is you know what i'm saying not even necessarily to try and get trump off and it's not even about the distraction at this point it's about the discrediting of actual law enforcement agencies in this country you know and it's not just about discrediting them you know on this issue but it's about the fact that you know all of this deregulation that he's doing and this is where david from was talking about like we need to stop paying less attention to the trump and more attention to theocracy and theocracy is you know dismantling of deregulations it is you know trying to discredit agencies like the fbi and the cia and all the intelligence circles because the real issue is that did they collude didn't they collude who knows on some levels who fucking cares it's not actually a crime but the reality is the people that he is trying to protect himself included are criminals in so many other more insidious ways that are supported if not outright ignored you know what i'm saying by government and that these deregulation, these attempts to discredit law enforcement agencies has less to do with collusion and more to do with the fact of how these people run their overall businesses and how once they started paying attention to how they run the businesses, you know what I'm saying, because that's all there is. All you can really do in cases like this is follow the money. You know what I'm saying? Once you start following the money, then you start seeing how like the actual business practices are in violation of the law. So what whether or not what they did with this election is illegal is the, is beside the point. The real deal is the special prosecutor opened up, you know, the door for to be able to see everything that's going on. Oh, yeah, he's him.
0: got all that tax information, and, all the financials, right, all that right. yeah.
2: Right. And so when you when you can see what's going on with everything behind the scenes, it's less about the crime that you're accused of and more about the crimes that you know that you're actively committing. You know what I'm saying? It's not it's not about that one crime that like, should we be worried that he colluded? Probably. You know what I'm saying? Should there be a law on the books that say, you know, you shouldn't actually be able to collude with a foreign government? Definitely. You know what I'm saying? But until that happens, that's not actually the criminal thing. And not only that, but that is not the least democratic thing that's going on and that's not the thing that's really eroding you know the democracy it's the attempt to try and get away with doing business as usual and to try and do business as usual at an even you know what I'm saying more exploitative you know what I'm saying pace than what they do now is is really what's at the heart of the issue um and well, we're not paying attention to that cuz we just want him to be a puppet of Vladimir Putin and it's like you know he's dangerous enough just being his own fucking entity
0: yeah yeah, so I mean, I, what I what I will say then is, um, um, I don't, I don't, I don't have any um principal disagreements with what you said, Christy. In fact, I agree um 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 with what you were saying. Um, I think what I was saying all goes in tandem with what you were saying, though, because I, I there are a lot of levels, and it's not just about. The the election or, you know, the 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 campaign of Donald Trump. And I do agree a lot of like business practices and things of that nature that are that are folded into that. Um, It's just. um, Yeah, uh, there's so much uh, craziness um, with regard to just this little one thing. And, and, And what I'm saying, though, is that as president, when you don't even allow the FBI to to brief the committee so they know exactly what they should and should not be releasing in order to protect matters of national security. And the fact that you have on two different occasions given American intelligence that is supposed to be top secret and not released to foreign governments, you've given it in either directly or indirectly to a known uh uh, detractor, if not outright enemy of your government is quite treasonous. And I mean, he did that with the, um, uh, there's a Israeli t- intelligence um, a while back, or whatever, where he basically divulged information with that. And like, yo, like the Israeli government is like, what are you doing, son? And so it was just like, is the fact that he feels comfortable? And this is the same dude that, you know, before he was in Malata like, why can't we use our nuclear are our nuclear options and they were trying to explain to him like why you don't use your nuclear options but it's a no 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 but why can't we so it's just is it the incompetence and in the in the complete disregard and of course the other elements into it but all of what you said is still valid and i agree with so yeah slim did you have anything you want to add sir
3: uh, i mean it's I don't. I don't think the memo has any like legitimate substance, and I think I don't want to regurgitate anything you guys have already said. Um, so I think Lee you uh, made a really good if, and I think that's the point of the memo. Whenever you're going to crisis mode, um, you know you try to control the narrative, and that's something that Trump is. He's pretty good at with his base um, and with certain segments of uh, of American society. That's port him. Um he's good at controlling narrative for them. Um they believe what he has to say. They trust what he has to say. And I think that's what the mail is for, um, to continue to garner that support um for people that he's able to control a narrative with. He's not able to control a narrative with people with intelligence or education or, or anything like that. Um but, you know, people with intelligence and, and uh, education aren't who elected him. Sure. if he can continue to control the narrative with the people <laughs> who got him there, um he think he, he thinks he can continue to be successful, though, that uh there will be midterm elections, and there is a possibility, stronger possibility, I believe, in the House that uh, Democrats will take the Less likely that um they'll take a majority in the Senate, um, but still possible. Uh and if there end up being Democrats. Majorities are ticking on Trump. Best case scenario for him is that no legislative initiative he will want to enact will uh, be passed because they may have what they need to impeach him. Um, should the Mueller investigation reveal everything, anything. Um, so, and then we have the fact that um, you know Republicans they got to try to discredit uh, the investigation everybody spoke about what a quality investigator, what uh what like a paragon basically described Mueller as a paragon of virtue. Now they gotta try to backtrack and try to discredit somebody that everybody kind of unilaterally um had the proper moral and proper skill and uh you know proper adherence to you know protocol as Bob Mueller does. I think that's. Re- it's all about narrative. Um, and again, you all said that, so I'm just restating things that you already said.
0: Okay. True.
1: So apparently, uh, Cape Town is going to be the first major city to run out of water, water. in yeah. April.
0: That's crazy. Like, and they're they're actually on the they that. I don't understand. Okay, so how April. does. That- yeah, yeah, but how does that happen? Because the Cape Town is actually, you know, they're they're uh, they they have a lot of access to the direct access to the ocean, so they can't do any desalination or anything like that. Basically, pull the water in and
2: remove the so. salt, con- like. I don't know what their water table was like before it was, you know, depleted. I don't know if it was always low or if, you know, the water that's there is not potable. But one of the issues is that they're actually waiting for a desalination plant to come online. Mm -hmm. Now, I don't know if that means that they already had some and they just needed to add, you know, a bigger one in order to keep up with the fact that they were about to run out of groundwater. But, um... They do have a desalination plant that is about to come online, but my understanding is that desalination um, is expensive, um, and it's not as like straightforward as it seems. I mean, it is, but the process itself is technically, you know, like. Um, really I mean, we well, can do
0: desalination with like um um like you know Saran wrap and a couple other materials, whatever. Of course, they wouldn't be doing that in a in a plant, but.
2: Uh, No, but I think on the plant level, like.
0: uh, Oh, yeah, it probably is. It probably is expensive. Anytime you have a a plant.
2: Yeah, it's really complicated on a plant level because all of the things that you would think, you know, just based on your own, like, you know, a little home science experiment with desalination, it's way more complicated um, than that, like on a plant level. And there's a lot of like filters and stuff that have to do with it, but like the salt actually like breaks down like the filters and everything like that. So it, it, there's a lot to it. I don't, you know, it's been a long time since I've really read about it. And, mm-hmm. they, and when they talk about the water shortages, all the articles that I surfed through, they never really talked about what the current water situation is or how they got there. It's just that this is about to happen and they, there is a fix, but it's not, the fix isn't going to happen um, before the water runs out.
0: That's crazy, and and the, and the crazier aspect of it for me is that I actually learned about this this matter watching SNL. So I was like watching oh. watching Michael Che last night. Uh, he he mentioned it on, in the weekend update with uh, Michael Che and Colin Jost, and that's how I found out about it. I didn't find out about it through. Not saying it's not on major media. I'm just saying in in what I've been looking at and reading, I didn't see anything about that. So I just thought it was interesting that, again, between the Daily Show or like Weekend Update or you know the um, the new show, which I haven't got a chance to watch on BET, but I heard it's pretty good. Um, um, like comedy is becoming yet again the way for people to get their information. Or of course, there was I mean movie. it is out
1: there. Like I, I saw the article. One well, well, one of the articles I saw was on USA Today, so it is out there. Okay. Um, But it was just apparently the reserve that they get their water from generally is running low because they've been in a drought. Mm -hmm. And so they are hopeful that when the rainy season starts in May, that it will um, kind of offset what's what's gone with what hasn't with what they're trying, what they need. Um, But also. There is like no guarantee. One of the officials was saying, like, you know, we can't base the future on what's happened in the past because we don't know exactly how much rain we're going to get during this rainy season if it's going to be enough so right now people are like you know they have to stand in queues to get water and aside from uh building this uh desalinization plant um they're talking about like drilling Mm -hmm. down into the aquifers i think Mm yeah to get people water, but they're limited now to like thirteen gallons of water a day, which they put it in perspective, saying that like Americans on average use like eighty eight gallons of water a day.
0: Yeah, I mean like if you look at your uh your shower heads, um you like the, the 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 environmentally friendly shower heads that are supposed to conserve water go through two gallons of water a minute. So if you take a ten minute shower and you mm-hmm. have a house of four <laughs> do the math and that that's not like washing dishes washing hands flushing toilets so yeah i can right yeah. so I, I can i can so see that and um my question is like what was the when, when we talk about drought is it and again and maybe this is something i well obviously this is something i need to be more informed on but uh When we talk about drought you think of like okay this work this earth is covered by so much water so when you talk about wildfires in california and and droughts all the time happening in california sometimes in arizona like but do they have they're, they're they're surrounded by water like how the hell does this happen and we have all these floods that happen in the south like how do we get that water that happens in the south can we repurpose that water and find like a way to pipeline it over to like where droughts happen and like we're talking about like Cape Town or whatever, what measures were in place? And these are the things I don't know and I need to read up on, but they had to know that they and were so it running short like of water. like there was
1: nothing in place.
0: I'm not saying Because no, it was sounds like it? some people... You...
1: No, what I'm saying, according to the article, it sounds like there was nothing in place because okay. people were kind of like complaining to the officials like, okay, you know, we've been in this severe drought for the last three years. Why didn't you guys start doing something sooner instead of like waiting until the last minute?
0: um and and that's that's all i was getting at like like, what what are the the steps that's uh. but
1: the chance the region experienced in a prolonged three-year drought were one in 1000 uh said some kevin winter of the university of cape towns environmental and geographical science future water institute so basically nobody thought it could happen but here we are so thinking that it couldn't happen Nobody made any contingency plans for it. It's just kind of like, oh, we'll just kind of sit and wait to see what happens. And now, you know, you're sitting and you're waiting to see what happens, and you're approaching day zero, like very quickly. Yeah. It's it's February,
2: and and I I would also say that while we don't hear about it a lot, I'm sure you know corruption is endemic in a place. You know, well, actually, cor- corruption is endemic everywhere. You know everywhere. You know what I'm yeah. and so you know, the reality is. Where is the money to be made in desalination? You know what I'm saying? Clearly it is not one of the more profitable you know next uh, extra extra industries of national res- of, of natural resources because if it was, there'd be desalination plants everywhere. But there aren't, you know, I mean, I'm sure that they, you know, are popping up in lots of places. But the reality is, if there was real money in desalination, you know, like there'd be a desalinator on every beach somewhere. Um, and there isn't because the reality is water is something that is actually cheaper than it actually costs. You know, to get to the people in a clean and sustainable sort of way. Um, And that's partly because we need water to live, you know, and so water is something that I think until recently hasn't been something that people have really mined for profits because it's so um, necessary just for any type of life. But we have reached the point where a whole city has run out of water. And that's about the major city. Um, right. A whole major city has run out of water. Another you know, major city has got
0: polluted water
2: <laughs> <laughs> still. Are out to be about to be out of water, you know, for the, you know, however, you know, indefinite in future. And because, c- you know, just because we say this plant going to be ready doesn't mean it is going to be because we all know how construction goes. So, um, you know, the reality is there's about to be a lot of money in desalination. And I think that we'll see, you know, that industry take off. And when it does, we'll also have to see, you know, a lot of, you know, attempts at regulation because, you know, people who are now seeing that water is worth more than gold, you know, will want to profit off of that in ways that people will find, you know, just disgusting because we need water to live. And how do you tell poor people you don't get to have water? No.
1: Meanwhile, rich people are like digging their own holes mm-hmm. and making wells because they're not going to go without. Hmm. Yeah, well, we
0: got the money.
2: Until they find that their wells are contaminated because they let them frack, but you know, whatever.
1: <laughs> so that's all that I have.
2: Okay. Right. Um. So Florida, uh, Florida scheme for restoring uh, felons voting rights has been voted unconstitutional.
0: That's good. So, and there. No, they're, no,
2: no. The attempt to restore them has been. Uh, really
0: oh, no, that's yeah. not what I was understanding. Okay. My understanding was like, the, like the judge is already saying like, yo, like um, basically the, the, to prevent them from having their rights restored was unconstitutional. That was how I was understanding it because uh, Joe Madison had, had done a referendum where if he got like enough votes, basically put it on a ballot so people can vote on it or whatever. But then he was announcing that like a judge has already like stepped ahead of it and saying that nah, like you can't prevent people from having their, their, their voting rights restored if they've already served their time. So <clears throat> if, if I'm misunderstanding that then, but yeah.
1: Federal judge has declared unconstitutional Florida's procedure for restoring voting rights to felons who have served their time.
0: Because right now they don't restore their voting rights; they're not allowed. Yeah, to. no. So that's what I'm saying. I think I think he's striking down the fact that you can't—the people aren't allowed to like vote after they, you know, gone through their serve their time and whatever probation and parole they have.
1: What is the process? I mean, I know
0: not. I, I think the only process for you to get your rights back in the state of Florida, and I could be wrong because it varies from state to state. But I think the but process the is board. you have to. No, I think you have to petition the governor to actually get your voting rights there's back.
2: A, there's a clemency board, and it has limitless power over plaintiffs' vote restoration, and it violates their First Amendment. Uh, the question, the uh, so they have a clemency board. And you write to the clemency board and the clemency board decides whether or not your your voter rights get reinstated. And the governor does oversee the clemency board um, in some sort of way. But ultimately, it's the clemency board that has uh, all the say so in the matter.
0: And so effectively, you would have to petition the governor because the clemency board doesn't seem to be uh amenable to the idea of restoring people's rights or this wouldn't be an issue. I don't think. Um, Right. So, yeah, Uh, a lot of, I think Virginia has got the same thing too, like in terms of like people not having their rights um, restored. I don't know if it's the entire state or what they're, they're, like I said, it's it's a lot of different states have a lot of different uh, nuances and, and shades of basically not restoring people's rights after they've served their time. Uh, so
1: yeah.
3: I wish I had time on my portfolio, but what are you doing tomorrow? Ten A. M. staff meeting.
1: Three forty
2: five.
3: Tai Chi. I don't know what's going on. Sam's baseball
1: what's happening? Okay. Sorry.
2: <laughs> <laughs> <That was pop>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: like, I don't know what's going on right now. Yeah, yeah.
2: I didn't even realize oh, I thought it was somebody else and then
1: I looked in the corner and I was like, Oh, why are these white people talking? Yeah.
0: Uh, well, well, we want to be inclusive here at Flash Black Radio. So, uh, there you go. There, there's the other. You know, yeah. There's our diversity. Um, Slim, you have anything you want to you want to talk about from the, the previous week in terms of news, events, anything exciting or interesting that that uh, piqued your interest or caught your attention? Same thing, actually. Okay. Well, I guess that's uh, Oh, okay.
3: Uh looks ah. like there's going to be a, a Black Dynamite 2 coming out in 2018. So I'm pretty excited about Live that. Live action? Live action baby.
0: Oh shit. Uh yeah, I'm excited. Between Black that. Panther,
3: between Black Panther and Black Dynamite is going to be the blackest year in cinema ever.
0: So yeah, I'm excited so, about that. Uh, that that's,
3: that's dope. about all the blackness happening yeah. in the cinema right
0: And you have to think they're going to have way more people in Black Dynamite 2.
3: Yeah, yeah gonna be me and uh, Black Dynamite too. So the only thing I'm, I'm
0: excited am, to see where it goes. The only thing I'm upset about with Black Dynamite Two is that I didn't get a chance to be in Black Dynamite Two. <laughs> I didn't make the cut. I, mean, I didn't get it. I didn't get noticeable enough to become like a a, a contributing actor in some regard on Black Dynamite Two. I'm I'm highly upset about. I, I,
3: I would have had fun just being on a on a writing team of that movie. Just imagining Something. all the
0: that's all I'm saying. I ridiculous scenario. Yeah. 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 Well, that's, that's upsetting for me. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, I'm still happy about uh, the actual being a black dynamite too. Um, hopefully it's not bad though. <laughs> Sometimes when you have like a, like a really great classic, like, you know, just like one of those type of movies that's not, I'm, I wouldn't say like in the room, but you know, it's like a cult classic though it is you know what I'm right, saying? it's right. just not in the same vein as the room but it is a cult classic so you don't want to see like that cult classic you know marginalized or diminished by coming up with a sequel that just doesn't do it like how did you feel about Anchorman 2 do you feel like that should have been done or you feel like it, it would have just been fine uh, if they just left it at an Anchorman why was there
1: a uh, first one huh I don't. why was there a first one uh, because <laughs> Will Ferrell is a national treasure <laughs> I think I've I've gone on record as, as you've said expressive.
0: that multiple times. Yes,
1: my admiration for I think I don't have it.
0: Go ahead, Slim. You were saying you think what?
3: I was gonna say I think Anchorman one was so good and so funny that it was just it was a difficult it was a difficult act to follow. Uh, you know, everybody can't be a tribe called Quest. You know, everybody can't say oh. the Travels and then come out with low end theory and then come out with Midnight Marauders. Everybody can't do that. And then um, they came out Beats so, Rhymes of Life, so
0: <laughs> I'm sorry? And then they came out with Beats Rhymes of Life and had consequence, so and that
3: just go and that just goes to show you, like even Tribe Call Quest did back to back early happens, you know, in media, uh, their fourth album. Was not as good <laughs> as the yeah. first three. Albums. Yeah,
0: and that's what it was. We had become Black Dynamite. I'll say I'm happy that they're making. I'm happy
3: that they're making the attempt. Yeah. Um. I respect the attempt. Um. I think the idea is enough that it should be followed up on. Um. And we'll just see. I'll, I'll hold no expectations except for the fact that I'm excited about
0: it. Yeah, and I feel like um, I need to see this one in the theater. Like I, I saw. I waited to like you know. See the see it at home the the, the first one because it wasn't actually available in theaters like that you had to like go pretty far to to find it in a movie theater my boy yeah. uh, Corey um, actually drove to I think Philadelphia to to see Black Dynamite because it wasn't anywhere in this area um, so uh, yeah hopefully they they have wider release but uh, I'm 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 very much counting down to the Black Panther I don't want to see any more previews although they've been running pretty heavy. Because um, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to see anything else of, of the movie. I just want to see the movie, at this point.
3: Yeah, Black Panther is going to feed my soul in so many ways. I'm very, I'm just very excited for my whole family, of uh, black kids um, who are going to get to see, you know, not superhero. just, not just a black super, wealthy king. Intelligent superhero, a scientist, you know? yeah, a martial who martial arts who
0: master, a spiritual guru, empathy,
3: yeah, empathy, and intellect. And he's fearsome, a but diplomat. also cares about his people. And he's a, di- I mean,
0: and he also has a harem of like, yeah. like, literally a harem of bodyguards, slash, you know, ingenues.
3: Yeah, yeah the door, the, the door, the they, they made, magi,
0: yeah, yeah, they're pretty, uh, man, they. So I'm just I'm really
3: excited about Black Panther for all those reasons. Yeah, for all those reasons, uh, and aside from that, it's just they have not let me down yet. So, who is that? Marvel Studios hasn't let me down yet. Okay, they
1: got really uh, good reviews.
0: Yeah, people are loving it. They are they they are legitimately loving it, and it, it they're they're going to smash all types of records because the pre sale tickets are out of this world right now, um, mm-hmm. higher than any other Marvel Studios movie. Um, what?
2: And there's a sad little group of alt right fanboys who are trying to take down the school on rotten tomatoes already.
0: That's okay. I mean, it's not really gonna matter. Is like hashtag why aren't there more white people in Wakanda? So <laughs> you know. And then there's like it's, it's gonna be like the Luke Cage thing all over again. Like, why aren't there more white con- people in Luke Cage? Because it's Harlem, motherfucker. And you know, uh white white people don't tend to travel there too often. They haven't they haven't ventured that far. They're, they're in Brooklyn. Well, they they ain't really, yeah. Mm, they're infiltrating.
1: They are. There are parts
0: of Harlem that's just going to just be blackity
2: black, black, The story black. does not include gentrification. How about that
0: one? Yeah.
1: Why Which, can't that, it just not?
0: That's the greatness of Wakanda. Wakanda is basically like an isolationist nation, whatever, that people didn't even know was there. They just thought it was like like primitive and shit. And it's like, nah, we just don't want to be mixed with y'all motherfuckers. That's what was dope about Wakanda. So it's just like, you know, if you see in the preview... When they show the ship flying into Wakanda, whatever, there's like this little field. That field on the outside makes it look like there's nothing there that's advanced or technological. It just looks like raw, like land. But when you get inside, if you have access to get inside, that's when you can just see the sprawling metropolis that's nature, but also technological wonder. That's more advanced hashtag than any. Help. Huh? That's the
2: hashtag
1: self preservation. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So, um, if you don't know, I, I, I can't tell. I've, I've read a lot of Black Panther in, in my time, so uh, I'm very excited. Shout
1: out to the red carpet because they showed up and showed the fuck out. Oh,
0: didn't they though? They they were really black on the red carpet. They're like you know Ryan Coogler had on the kente cloth and Angela yeah. Angela Bassett. Hmm. I didn't even say Angela Bassett because I was trying to watch you know, it. Whatever. Hey.
1: If hey. I can find a goat or virgin to take up a mountain and sacrifice <laughs> to say <laughs> as snatched. And tight as Angela Bassett when I hit my 50s, I would take both.
0: Amen. Yo, man. (laughs) And I I think also there's also a legitimate thing to consider. Angela Bassett, since she did the Tina Turner role, has been very, like, active in maintaining her fitness. And I think that is something not to be overlooked. Because I think as as we get older and as we get more and more into our careers and all that other stuff, whatever, fitness is one of those things that we can kind of let fall to the wayside. And I think that that's something that she's maintained over these years and I think it's served her well. So I think that, that that's part of it also. You know, genetics are, you know, what they are. But, yeah.
1: I mean, I'm trying to be reasonable. I'm not saying, you know, let me sacrifice a virgin and look like Tiana Taylor because, never going to happen. But, you know, I feel like Angela Bassett goes over within reach. I'm going to keep praying.
0: Mm-hmm. How old is I'm Tiana good. Taylor?
1: Huh? How old is Tiana Taylor? Under thirty. Okay. No. I mean, <laughs> metabolism hasn't slowed down
0: yet. Yeah. No. no she's not. Her, her body was incredible in that uh that Kanye video.
1: Her body has been incredible for years.
0: I I I I wasn't I I knew Tiana Taylor, but I didn't really like I didn't see her do anything really until that Kanye video. And then I the only reason why I watched Kanye video is because everybody's like, have you seen that Kanye video? Slaying that. I do? mean,
1: like after she gave birth, like a week later, she oh, had abs. Yeah. So. She was at uh, it was also Steve first Harvey's sometimes. daughter's uh birthday party. They did some I don't know trip somewhere, mm-hmm. and she was just posting all these photos of her like in bikinis and swimsuits. And I was just like, you know what? Wasn't hmm. she
0: on um, ba- uh, Love and Hip Hop for a bit, Tiana
1: Taylor? Wasn't she on like uh, the New York one?
0: Am I am I mistaken in that?
1: I don't oh, think so, but I can neither confirm nor deny. That's not a reality franchise that I engage in. Mm-hmm. I'm more of a housewives kind of person. I do like married oh, you to medicine. Love
0: and hip hop when Jim Jones was on there, homie.
1: I did. <laughs> and <then when> they <laughs> left, wait a minute, so did I yeah,
0: yeah yeah yeah. Wait a minute. Oh, by the way, your boy Jim Jones is going to be on a marriage boot camp or some sort like that with a uh... yeah <sighs> uh, yeah. So he and Mama Jones and, and
1: given them a plug. I nice. need to be subjected to that. Nah. I'm, just, I'm just
0: saying that for for T. Rich because I know she's been a, a a a long time supporter of Jim Jones and his.
1: I mean, I do. I love him. He looks like he smells a little bit, but yeah. I adore Jim Jones. He does. He looks a little like is that you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little musty ball corn chippy. Yeah, but I adore him.
0: <laughs> so anyway, yeah. man.
2: He looked like he he should smell, but he probably smell like soap and cologne. He probably smell like, he probably
0: smell like like cologne and weed.
2: I mean, some of the dustiest looking niggas smell like soap. I mean, and it'd be amazing. Like I've seen <clears throat> you spend your days, nigga. How do you still smell like soap? Like you know, like you just got <laughs> out the shower, and I just don't understand. You. <laughs> <laughs> sorry.
0: And yeah, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> if y'all have anything else to share, man, we're gonna wrap this very tame and, and respectable podcast of shit you might have missed. Uh, I am DaVinci Pars, Parks, A.K.A. Liebman the uh, Third, signing off. Um, laughing uncontrollably right now. We have T. Rich. I'm just gonna say a shout for her because she's still laughing. Uh, also, darling, we have the lovely, wonderful.
2: Hey Savage, <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: and also Mr. Slim Williams. Yeah. That's double. Who is refuting Who's refuting uh the, the house uh, uh house of Heather? Uh you know, that's fine, that's cool. Uh so yeah, um once again I am Da Vinci Parse, aka Lee Minute the third, aka the half hotep uh devil's advocate. Um yeah, so well bless bless you. Him and uh, we are of course the usual suspects this is flashbackradio.com uh, of course you know where to find us if you're listening to us right now but you can find us through the website you can find us on Google iTunes uh, Stitcher TuneIn um, a host of other places SoundCloud uh, for as long as, as, long as SoundCloud still around guest. and um, also you can check us out on the Flashback. Uh, page and group on Facebook. You can check us out on Twitter at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News if you want to stay abreast of what's going on nationally and internationally. And of course, you can check us out on IG. Um, I got some things that will hopefully make things better in terms of getting stuff posted to IG. So we're gonna work on that. So, yeah. Any any uh, plugs or shouts we need before we we get out here, ladies? Gentlemen? Hey,
3: y'all want to check me out at Bus Boys and Poets February so Sherlington, eight p.m. would love to see you.
0: Oh, There you go. Can you say the date one more time? Because you kind of broke up.
3: February twenty sixth. It's every four. Of the Buzz Boys and Poets Sherlington on a fourth Monday, you get to see my lovely face. I
1: was there last month.
3: You were. You were. Shout out to uh uh and Cameron, aka Kung Fu Panda, came
0: through. Um, <laughs> yo, Cam got more aliases kid. than than like an <laughs> FBI informant, son. I'm like yo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah man Yeah uh, Yeah So there you go Ladies and gentlemen uh, uh, Check out Slim If you're in the, in the DMV area Around that time It's uh, definitely worth Your Your Your, your five dollars um, Yeah And we will holler at y'all On the flip man We appreciate y'all Stay tuned Also We got some podcasts Coming out with t- Regarding uh Uh, financial health and wellness and also regarding uh, physical health and wellness uh, look out for those so uh, a couple podcasts between jesse cooper of get smart fitness and of course uh p-bay code of centaur's group got some other stuff popping so yeah stay tuned peace one love stay woke stay blessed stay woke yeah